Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts, Amy, Molly and Rachel, and this week we're going to be talking about songs that the inner circle own that we don't. Hey guys, welcome back to the Swift Legacy Podcast. If you've listened to our podcast before, you will know that we are definitely not the biggest fan of people who call themselves Taylor's Inner Circle. Rachel, do you want to briefly explain who and what the Inner Circle are? The Inner Circle are a community of people who work together to leak Taylor Swift's unreleased music. Um, They don't believe that it is leaking. I think the word they in fact use is protect the music um because when they leak it they just share it within themselves i don't really know what the difference is but um anyway that's summarizes the inner circle i mean originally there were a number of people at this point we are kind of convinced it's literally just steve i think the people who have reached out to us who were in the original inner circle or the who i've always been forum have all said Steve has kind of cut himself off from everyone else it's it's been just Steve for a long time now I wonder what his daytime job is like I would so kill to know I want a documentary about this man I mean I think somebody told us from who I've always been that Steve paid a thousand pounds for the I bet you think about me for I bet you think about me before obviously before it was added to the red vault um, but yeah, so we think he just pays these people to leak him things. Uh, but it's it's interesting. It's this guy is probably like 50 now, and he's just made his life obsessed with Taylor Swift, which like we don't condemn being obsessed with Taylor Swift. Like obviously we have a fucking podcast for that. Um, but there yes. comes a point There's when a point. you need to separate your life from Taylor Swift. Respect- I don't think he knows that point respectfully Steve get a life however the good thing about the inner circle the one good thing that we do have is that they briefly describe the songs that they have on their website they will not leak lyrics they will not leak the audio files but they will flex their knowledge in a short paragraph about the song Amy, sorry, how was it when you said this, when you were writing at the I Bet You Think About Me, you got so much hate for saying that, like the one good thing about the inner circle. And everyone was like, there's nothing good about the inner circle. Like, how dare you say this? Oh my God, what the fuck was was that about? I was so mad. They wouldn't even know who the inner circle were if it weren't for us. I'm sorry. People don't even know it, like a single unreleased song. They'll be like, fuck the inner circle. Fuck the the inner circle (laughs) keychain on the ground. Oh my God. Oh my god! Legacy podcast. That's what it actually said. We need to do that. No, but I yeah, yeah, I posted that, and um, there were people being like, "Why are you? uh, Why are you supporting these people?" I'm like, "I'm fucking not." We have an entire episode slagging them off. So in today's episode, we are going through the songs that the Inner Circle have managed to acquire that haven't yet been leaked generally to the public or to the fandom. So there are a few of these songs and we're just going to go through them in alphabetical order and talk about what the Inner Circle have said they are about and kind of discuss our thoughts on them, basically. I'd like to kick it off with Acting Like a Boy. First and foremost, this song, we believe it was written around 2006. It was a debut era kind of cut. Um, And it was actually originally um, 
circulated, I say in parentheses because it, it's not been circulated, but the title has been, as aching like a boy, which made absolutely no sense. And then we figured out one day, that's just Taylor's weird handwriting. That T is in fact, um, that H is in fact a T. <laughs> so it's acting like a boy, which I think um, draws some very Beyonce of Ira Boy connotations immediately. But I'm going to read out what Steve himself has written about acting like a boy. Taylor starts his demo in a unique way by stating the song title which basically just means she says acting like a boy at the start of the demo. Boy Taylor has been dating, has been sending her mixed signals. He has been playing a little game, acting like he doesn't care, picking fights with her. Taylor is not going to put up with this forever. She is going to slip through his hands soon and he, he won't find her anymore. This song has a very pretty chorus melody. Now, I'm just getting Sam energy from this. I don't know about you guys. Oh my God, yeah. Definitely. thought about who it could be about. The bit that gets me is Steve just being like, this song has a very pretty chorus melody. It's like when he had I Bet You Think About Me and he was like, the melodies play over in my head afterwards. <laughs> it's like, okay, yes, you have something we don't. Fuck off. <laughs> it's just that this, this demo starts in a very unique way by her stating the song's name. I was like, what's unique about that? Is Steve a journalist? Unique. Because he's he's really trying to make things more than they are. My favourite thing about these descriptions, though, is, like, he can't explain a song without stating some of, like, he basically just reworks the lyrics. Like, you look at the I Bet mm. You Think About Me description and the the her description as well. Yes. It's like it's like he has an IQ of about five and he can't actually work out what a song means. So he just uses the lyrics in his description to kind of, like, <laughs> explain it to himself. Like, so I reckon there will be lyrics in there that say something about slipping through his hands. I agree. I was going to say the same thing. And little games and picking fights. Yeah. yeah. Those those will be lyric, exact lyrics told from the song, which is quite cool to know that. Mm. Thank God Steve has a low IQ and can't explain his song without stating lyrics. That's Honestly, we point. could probably rewrite the lyrics to ourselves at this point from what he's given us. Do we want to have a little game that we just like predict the lyrics <laughs> from this one? I mean, I think that would be fun. I was, I was going to say fun. the other thing we need to kind of consider with Steve's descriptions is his descriptions of I bet you think about me were I would say wildly inaccurate like I think he listened to the song and he took away the complete wrong things like he did not get the point of the song at absolutely all. not no he does seem so, to hyperfixate on like one line like the um silver spoon gated community he seemed to like completely hyperfixate on but then take it in the wrong I was like are we listening to the same song I don't know. I'm surprised he didn't be like, this is about Taylor Swift's boyfriend who wears organic shoes. Like in the first line, that's the kind of thing he does. So we do take all of these descriptions with a pinch of salt, but I would agree, Rachel, when you say that it's probably a Samsung. I think so. I mean, from what it definitely screams, like should have said, no, you're not sorry energy. Like this is the last straw. There's nothing left to beg for compared to he's been sending mixed signals and playing games. Yeah. No, Unless, I think it's got to be a Samsung, especially if it's 2006. Yeah. And that lines up timeline-wise. Well, I have an idea. What if it's a Jordan song? What that was my other thought. Do you think it's that old? 2004? I mean, not necessarily. That would make it quite old. It would make I, it old. But if she wrote about the situation years later, which is like, yeah. it's something you can do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. And maybe this is just because I've listened to her recently. Because it's an acoustic demo that starts with her stating the title, it feels to me like a writing session with someone like Liz. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like it's a Liz right, yeah. I think. Is yeah. it? I think yeah. so, yeah. So it's, it's a Liz, Liz right. right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that puts it, what, the very earliest, late 2004. Yeah, the very, because it wasn't the first one they did Nevermind together. That was yes. like, that was like September yeah. 2004 or something. Yeah. Okay, I, cool. We've got a timeline for it then. 
I could say it's probably around 2005, just from instinct. And I don't know, but the mixed signals just says Georgian to me because of the pitch to burn and the fact that they never actually dated. I really don't think Jordan was that big of a deal. Like he got one song, no. Picture to Burn. I, I really don't think she cared about that man for more than two weeks. I think picking yeah. fights with her to me implies they were actually in a relationship. That it sounds like Love to Lose almost. Yeah. Oh my God, Love to Lose. Yeah. Song. We need to do an episode on that. So the next song on the list is All of the Girls. It's one of two songs dropped from the Lover album that Steve acquired around 2019. His description of it goes like this. Starting out with a catchy drum loop and then keyboard, Taylor begins by singing about how she and the man she loves had parallel past lives. Previous relationships they were each in did not go well. However, the stars aligned and their lives entwined. Instead of despising the girls that her man dated previously, Taylor is thankful for them. Those girls have made him the person he is today and resulted in them now being together. My favourite line in the song is, a heart, drawn ar- a heart is drawn around your name in someone's handwriting, not mine. This song, more than any other I've heard, shows off Taylor's incredible vocal range. At the end of the bridge, her vocals soar impressively high. The oh, end of the bridge, her vocals soar impressively high. This song, more than any other, shows off Taylor's incredible vocal range. Oh my God, Steve. You know okay. how Taylor likes to recycle lyrics from songs that she hasn't? That she didn't end up using, you, like how casually stars around my scars. I was going to say stuff from Invisible String, and I was gonna maybe King of My Heart. It gave me real Invisible String vibes. Yeah, I that yeah, King of My Heart energy, as in like uh, all at once, you are the one. Like Definitely. stars have aligned, mm-hmm. it's all come together. Mm-hmm. But um, no. I think of so the two of the two lover songs. This is the one I'm most interested to hear. Yeah, so we'll get onto the other one later, but. It's a studio demo as well. I mean, I can't see an acoustic demo getting out these days. No, there's no way. Leak, but I think, yeah, I would, I would love to hear this. It's such a shame that obviously we're not going to get Lover re-recorded because she already owns it. But I feel like that means we'll never get this song unless someone is kind enough to leak it. At this point, I feel like she would leak it purely because, like, I am convinced she knows that Steve has these songs and these songs are out there. Oh yeah, for sure. She know she's so, known the songs are out there for a long yeah. time. Everything that Leanne said to us confirmed that. But like even more recently, that would because these are 2019 leaks. Mm. I still think I think she knows these are out there or sort of out there. I don't know how much we consider. Part of me is like I don't think Steve actually has these songs. I think he's got a description of them from someone and like <laughs> is trying to play <laughs> it off like he has them. Where the fuck has he got this song from? Anyway, the catchy drum loop and then keyboard that immediately makes me think of like the only the young intro. So I'm like, is this a Joel Little song? Is it like me yeah. producer? I I think it would be. I think it's very bubblegum poppy, maybe with a piano breakdown, keyboard breakdown at some point in the bridge. That's just what I envision with this. And that's the with, kind of production I see it with. For some mm. reason, I have kind of state of grace intro. I know there's no piano Ooh. in that, mm. but like just the drum loop just creates state of grace in my mind for some reason nah I feel like it knowing that it belonged on lover or it was written for lover I feel like yeah that kind of Joel Little bubblegum pop style production yeah sounds like it would be the maybe sort it's of me it 2.0 oh don't even the way she did like like a synthesized ballad with daylight with like the piano breakdown mm-hmm. towards the bridge I kind of feel like it'd be something like that um, this is the first time I've actually really properly thought about this though. So if it comes out in like two years and I am wrong, don't roast. It'd be me. like 
Cruel Summer. I'd love it if it was. Yeah, yeah. I kind of see that. That'd be good. Mm. So moving on from a very recent leak to, again, an old leak, their next song is Anymore, which is an acoustic demo, and the Inner Circle describe it as... Taylor is having trouble singing, sleeping, and moving her body after being pushed away by the boy she loves. When he walked out the door, it left Taylor with broken wings, but she doesn't hate him or hold bad feelings toward him over it. In the chorus of this song, Taylor draws out the notes in a way that is enchanting and takes you away to another place. Okay, Steve, if you say no, so. Well, it's enchanting. Take you away to another place. I feel like this gives me massive, like, something like smoky black nights like a really early yeah really yeah i got I under like my I... head energy oh no i don't know why but you know how know like manic she is in that song yeah like i mean i'm in your driveway thinking i should be leaving but i'm watching you breathing like <laughs> that's the kind of energy i got from she's having trouble singing sleeping and moving her body after dramatic. being pushed away yes that's where i got it from of you yeah, <laughs> I'm watching you breathe. Mm-hmm. That's right. what I got. Like that, that quote where her and Abby used to drive past her ex-boyfriend's houses. She did that in an interview. She I took like an this. interviewer to like to like two different exes' houses, and it's like oh, anyway, no. I'm so over them. I took my prom pictures <laughs> in his garden, by the way. Love that. <laughs> Love that. <sighs> she no. really was kind of a psycho back then. I mean, in the best, good. best possible It was in way. the best way, yeah. No, I think it's giving me massive, like, 2004 vibes. I think though, it's a very early one. Yeah. A very early one, and I think it's probably fictional. I agree. Rachel? I don't know. I, I can't say. I like to think all of her songs are biographical. Um, I know they're not, but a part of me likes to believe that. So for that reason, I'll say nonfiction, just to stir it I feel up like if it's not fictional, it's got to be later than 2004, though. True. Unless she's a, a 13, 14-year-old, like, when she would have been 14 in 2004. Wait, why are we thinking 2004? Is it just a I don't hunch? know. I just, I, it's just a hunch. Mm-hmm. I feel like okay. thematically and by the title of it and maybe just the song I have in mind, like, I have a kind of, I feel like I can just picture it you know there's really terrible quality I can't think of an example yet I feel like it reminds me like I I imagine it being something like never mind yeah and so maybe that's why my hunch is 2004 you know you're anything I'll be your angel giving up her wings and then it's like she Uh, has broken wings so that was that was written late 2004 but she very late 2004 that was written so maybe yeah that's something to work off of that's a cool parallel if that's Mm. related do we know who she wrote it with no. So should we move on to the next one? So in Baby Blue, it's an acoustic demo that Steve has, and Taylor is telling the fascinating story, fascinating story he's put here, of a blonde girl who grows up from being a baby to being 18 years old and then getting married. Throughout her life, the colour blue has a strong appeal to her and it impacts her in different ways. For instance, when she was little, she had a baby blue gown, boots, sheets, and other clothes, and changed the colour of her walls from pink to blue. At 18, she fell in love with a boy named Hank who took her to prom, kissed her hand and expressed his love. They later got married and had their own newborn baby. Being a new mom, she became a lullaby hummer and she was counting blessings and was living for love. That sounds a lot like Live for the Little Things and like the very, very early demos where she, like like Angelina, where she like bully put people's names in. Um, what was the Emily song? Brought up that brought way. Brought up that way. Yeah, like it sounds like that. It's like also, an entire story mm, from like the beginning of someone's yeah. life to the end. 
that's going to be like a 2002 2003 like that's early it even reminds me of lucky you almost yeah 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 I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know. No, you don't I want to hear it. I do. No. I do. No. I feel I like I was going to got... say the kid was called Blue. I was like, Beyonce? <laughs> oh, no. Collab? No, I um, I don't think this will be a very strong song if I'm quite I don't think it'd be a great honest. song. No. I feel like we've got the entire like song debut. there. Steve, mm. Steve has given us all the lyrics there. Thank I swear. You, Steve. We appreciate it. Yeah. I feel like you, it would go you, to you the know, tune it's... of What to Wear. Yeah, oh, you know it's not a good song blue, though. When boot sheets, gowns, clothes, change the walls from pink to blue. I don't know. She fell in love with a man called Hank. He took her to the and kissed her on the hand. I want to know what she was thinking of putting, what did it rhyme with? Spank. Wank. 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 There's no good rhymes with Hank. Where did she come up with the name Hank? Hank, you're right. Hank. So I gave you a spank. <laughs> That's right. Hank took me to the bank. What's that song? Small waist, big face, and a big bank. And I married a man who was called Hank. <laughs> so, what's that song? Do you know the one? It was on TikTok. Small no. waist, pretty face, with a big bank. That one? No. No, no okay, no, no worries. What you're talking about. Oh, well, you'll see it on TikTok in like six months and you'll be like, Hank? Hank? Oh my god. Okay, I feel like Shank. You, Hank, Shank. Hank, you like lamb shank. Ooh. <laughs> Good one. Okay. I feel like we really can't say any more about the Hank song. I can't even call it Baby Blue. It's Hank. Hank sank. Sank. Sank rhymes with we sank, Hank. But they're happy. She's happy with <laughs> Hank. Anyway, whatever. Let's move on to Goodbye Butterfly, which is again an acoustic demo. Molly, do you want to talk through what the inner circle have to say about Goodbye Butterfly? So Steve says. Taylor reflects back on her ex who used to sing songs about her while sat in his old white Jeep, but she wants to stop thinking about him and remember what he did when he left her behind, which caused her to stand there with tears in her eyes and say goodbye with love. My favourite part of this song is where it describes Taylor as driving down the interstate, trying to pull her hair back when it flies around everywhere. This is a Drew song, 100%. 100%. Yeah, but he's got it wrong. He's put his Jeep. That was Taylor that had the white Jeep in 2006. You, you can see it. it in the um you can give see Steve, it in the Steve video where she's like, I'm emotionally attached to the choker. Like that's <laughs> yeah. her Jeep. Well, so 100 percent a Drew song. I feel like this is he's almost paraphrased the song with like what he did when he left her behind, which caused her to stand there with tears in her eyes. Like that that was literally a rhyme, Steve. Those, yeah. are, those are the fucking lyrics. Very driver's license-esque, isn't it? She's like driving down the interstate with like flashbacks. No, oh I'm getting God. massive. You know, yeah. run George Strait, her cover of that. Yeah. Oh. I'm guessing how good. Oh. Oh my God. Like the Ooh, driving down the interstate trying there. to pull back her hair while it flies around everywhere. Oh, look, that rhymes as well. I want to know what she rhymed with Jeep. I'm in my Jeep. Beep beep. I would say it's probably 2006. I don't know for a Jew song that'd be two thousand and five. I was going to say I'd I'd go a bit earlier yeah. than that. Yeah, five six ish, early six. And then five. people would be like, "Oh my god, Easter egg!" Because the debut album has butterflies all over it. If that was on the vault, no, Jesus oh my god, I'd be like, true. You know what? I could see this on the vault. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I know me we too. Haven't heard. I it, don't want more song. Sam songs. I don't want. I want anymore. more Sam songs. I don't. We had enough on Fearless. We had enough on. We had one on the debut. We had enough on Fearless. I don't care about that man. I want Honestly, Drew songs. 
we need we need Sam to stop having this superiority complex because she keeps releasing songs about him. We just remember her like... prom p- pictures, and it was literally just like stacks and stacks and stacks of pictures of like Sam on his own. It's like no one wants to see him. He's not even like, he's not. She had she had awful taste. She did. I take that on the vault. I feel like we always say it's the angry ones we want on the vault. Things like who have always been. I want something a bit different, and I feel like she'll probably want something a bit different on the vault as well I feel like that fits quite nicely agreed speaking of things that we want on the debut vault that brings us on to the song which we talk about all the time which is Nashville now the inner circle have this as an acoustic demo Taylor performed this once live at the Wild Horse Saloon December 2006 we have a couple of lyrics from it but what the inner circle say about it is the lyrics, music, vocals, song structure, and storyline all combine to create what I consider to be the best song Taylor has ever written out of both her unreleased and released songs. This is the holy grail of all unreleased Taylor songs and the only song I've ever listened to on repeat for one hour straight. With a midnight setting, we find out what it is that Taylor loves most about Nashville. This song is completely different to the live cover Nashville that Taylor released on her Speak Now World Tour CD. This is an original Taylor song. So, Rachel, do you want to go into the lyrics that we do have from Nashville? Look, first of all, I would just like to say that I retract my former statement about not wanting another Sam song because this is the one Sam song that I will take. But the only I don't believe it was we... actually a Sam song. Do sorry. you not? No, you I, think it Sam, about I think him. Sam thinks it's a Sam song, but I think Sam's ego is okay. so big that Sam we, thinks anything is a I'll Sam song. I'll take it either way. We've had this conversation and we decided that from the lyrics that we do have, it's a Drew song. Like it's, it's 100% got to be a Drew, song. a Drew song. What about the girl you left in Nashville, the one that still loves you? That's yeah, I hope you come that's to a find Drew song. Yeah, you were all I had yeah, in mind. You were everything I loved about Nashville. Oh, that hurts. We need it on the vault, Taylor Swift, if you are listening, please. This is like absolutely. I will riot if this isn't. Do you know what? I'm actually going to be really upset if it's not on the vault. Like, I know it's not that deep. And I know that I'm way too old to get upset, but I will get very upset if it's not on there. We have been desperately searching for this song for years. I mean, Rachel specifically went on like a crazy hunt like six years ago. Yeah. Like we we are invested in this. We are so invested in it. Look, if I, any listeners have it, give me your price. I'm paying it. I think it I makes it worse that it. we we know it's there mm. somewhere. Like not just this acoustic demo. There was a video somewhere yeah. of that live performance. It was a video mm. back on Taylor Fan early 2007. So if anybody kept logs of the videos that were on Taylor Fan, that would be awesome if you want to get in touch with us if anyone has any information whatsoever i had a good bonus this year i will pay you i feel like we're advertising for like a lost child be like please contact us with any information but it's it's important stuff look i had to listen to the song tennessee i thought that was nashville you do not (laughs) understand my disappointment actually someone sent us the david mead cover the other day oh i know i saw that that triggers me like I know the screens by heart at the start of that for the amount of time people have been like I have Nashville and sent me that yeah death it's um, such a good cover though I'm sorry oh for sure oh it is but it's just so frustrating too so the next song is the other lover cut that the inner circle have Rachel do you want to read the inner circle's description of need of course 
So the music is unlike any other Taylor song, but the chords played in a unique way, starting and stopping, parentheses, sometimes with vocal effects added over. Taylor gives us a fascinating insight into her thoughts on want, desire, passion, lust, danger, and fear. What Taylor needs most is to be with the man she loves. It's essential, like breathing for her. The music is stripped down during the bridge, a really good song that would have fit well on the album and perhaps with a fan favourite. Now, as we know, Steve, and as Amy said, his um, lovely IQ, and he doesn't really know how to reword these things. He is pretty much copy and paste the lyrics. Passion, lust, danger, fear. I just feel like that's like the intro of Blank Space. Blank Space. Yeah. Magic, madness, heaven, sin. So, yeah, that's what comes to my mind when I think about that. The stripped down part of the bridge, that makes me think of Supercut from Lord, but that's also like the best song ever. Oh, that would be I fucking love that song. Yeah. In terms of the theme, I feel it's very false god, ready for it. So it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When he says it's a good fit on the album, and perhaps a fan favourite, is that like Cruel Summer style, are we thinking? That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So out of the two cuts from the Lover album, which would you rather have? I think I've always leant towards all of the girls, possibly. But um, I do also feel like we know less about Need. I feel like all of the girls is very invisible string and Need is very, like, the opposite. Like, not the opposite, but in terms of theme, it's still a happy song. But yeah, I don't know. The penultimate song that the Inner Circle have that we don't is Pretty Words. And this is a studio demo. Molly, do you want to read the description? Okay, so Steve's description says someone is trying to impress Taylor and win her over with smooth talk and pretty words. She is like a stone that he is trying to chip away at. He claims to be all that she will ever need and says he can help her make sense of everything. But she's not a stupid girl who goes chasing pretty words. No, Taylor co-wrote this song but doesn't sing vocals on the demo. I think that is everything that he's written there has to be a lyric. Like it's all very... Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I also think it was probably intended for somebody else to cut with her not singing vocals on the demo yeah which is a shame but I assume that then it won't be on the vault or it's unlikely to be on the vault then if it was I mean um... it's maybe unlikely but also I would say that potentially considering it was obviously never cut by anybody else and she did still co-write it and it's still probably in her repertoire that it's not completely out of the picture true but it's probably less likely than some of the others. I also, I don't think lyrically it will be the best. I don't know why. I just have the vibe that it won't. Mm, I'm trying to think what it might be comparable to. That don't, don't impress me much, Shania Twain. <laughs> that is a good song, though. I love that song. For some reason, I have Stupid Boy in my head. Stupid Boy. I actually like that song. Oh, I loved it. Why the hell don't, hell don't you, love, you me? love me? Why what the hell don't you need me? Like, I need you. Are you so far above me? Like, it's so aggressive and she's like screaming this song, but I love it. So the final song is This One's Different, which is an acoustic demo. And the Inner Circle say, the singer reflects back on how there can be really bad days and nights where it seems like everything goes wrong, but things can change for the better in a single moment when we meet the perfect person. The story in this song culminates in a romantic proposal and wedding. This song is unique because Taylor only sings background vocals and the story is told from the boy's perspective. Oh my goodness, do you know what I think this could be? What? I think this could be the 
other side of the coin to marry some quite possibly how cool would that be I mean it's probably not likely but how cool would that be it would be quite cool to have like the other perspective of a song that she's already written I don't think it is though I think it's completely fictional this one it reminds me almost of the description of baby blue but at the same time oh my just with like the romantic proposal and wedding I can kind of see it picking up where Mary's song left off from yeah. the other, from the guy's perspective that would be so sweet that's a point I do think it's very unlikely but either way that would be adorable mm-hmm. any other thoughts nothing I don't think there's quite a few that the inner circle have names for but don't have demos for that's true I know there is a clip of drama queen which is an uncirculated song out there um, which we do know somebody who has that um, so it is out there it could potentially it's not a full song I believe it's only like two or three lines but that could potentially be something that could be leaked in the next few years I still want Castles Crumbling though that's like I want that so badly it's probably going to be like a crap song at this point like we've built up so high unfortunately that's all we've got time for today thanks for listening and don't forget to follow us on social media for exclusive content and we'll see you again next week with a new episode of the Swift Legacy Podcast